This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Roundball Stew. I am Matt Straub. It is Monday, April 12th, and this is your serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups episode. We are going to look at a bunch of emerging names who can help out your fantasy squads. Some of them are named McDaniels. A lot to come here, all starting in just a second. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag and Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. And I am joined, as always, by an extremely smug-looking Steve Alexander coming to us live from Key West with a very obnoxious background today. If you are listening to the podcast version, just imagine Steve in front of a blue sky in front of the ocean, looking very pleased with himself. And also, look who's here today. You remember him from our live draft show. He made waves by drafting Mikel Bridges. You've heard him on the podcast before. You've heard him hit drums for Gustard. It's Brian Rosenworcel. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Steve, are you actually on a yacht? No, but if you could see the video, I think, <laughs> I think people would be pleased to see me not in my mom's attic. <laughs> Instead of instead of a brown <laughs> attic, now I've got blue skies and a, and a, some blue water behind me and screaming kids. You look like a different man, Steve. We can't vouch for anything that's going to happen in your background during this recording because you are actually literally outdoors. Yeah. Brian, was I right? Did you draft Mikel Bridges? Did I have that right? You did. And the fact that you remember that is amazing. <laughs> and the fact, that, the fact that it made waves was also amazing. Like That was so funny. To me, <laughs> I took the, I took DeAndre Ayton in the second round, and that that's something I'll regret. But um, I think I'm doing pretty well in the Roto World League, dude. I was jamming in the Roto World League, and then LeBron James went down, and amazingly, now my team is garbage. So, well, it's been <clears throat> excuse me, it's been rough sledding out there for some fantasy managers. I think. I mean, I have one team just as a random example. It's missing John Collins, Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, Malik Beasley, Lonzo Ball, Evan Fournier, like. I feel like there's a lot of people who are finding a lot of red ink on their fantasy squads right now. Uh, Brian, have you been having that issue? Yeah, I think that like the instinct to go with the youth movement is actually strong. And some of those 
LeBron's and KD's are really belong in the second round at this point in their career. All right, well, let's get into some of these pickups that may help out some some floundering fantasy squads. And first up, I think maybe we're talking about the last call in two ways on Malachi Flynn. He had 20 points and 11 dimes on Saturday night, 34% rostered in Yahoo, so it, it's getting late to pick him up, but it might be getting late for his momentum too because we, we think Kyle Lowry is set to return on Sunday. So, Brian, I think you've recently been traveling. You said you've kind of been off the grid here, so have you not gotten in on this Malachi Flynn thing? I mean, the only reason to pick him up is to have a guy named Malachi on your team. At this point, um, I think his minutes are going to go way down. You have Van Vliet and Lowry set to return, so his moment's over. But a Maladon, a Malachi, any sort of horror movie villain on your team can is always a perk. I am going to have to disagree with you there, uh, Peter. I think Malachi is going to fulfill the... Norm Powell role on that team going forward. I also think that the Raptors have a decent shot at missing the playoffs. I could see a late tank happening. Uh, Lowry's not a young young man. Van Vliet and Lowry are both banged up. Malachi's been awesome. I like like he was really really good in those first couple games. He came into the forefront, and then he was you know he put up the best game he's had so far in his last one. And yeah, I think Lowry's going to come back and, and stifle that a little bit. But the leagues where I have Malachi, I'm, I'm not going to let him go. I think he's going to be a factor for that team the rest of the way. Because, you know, even on a night when Gary Trent Jr. went bananas, Malachi still had the best game of his career. So I, I'm in, man. I'm, I will go down with the Malachi ship. You're in like Flynn, Steve. He also dropped a seafaring metaphor while whilst in front of the ocean, which was nice too. Uh, you know, I will say, Steve, it kind of reminds me of when we were talking about Robert Williams like a month or so ago, and we were talking about tattooing, don't drop Robert Williams. I feel like maybe we're there with Malachi Flynn too at this point. Like, There's going to be a temptation to drop him here as their backcourt gets a bit healthier, but it feels like maybe there might be a second wave of, uh, of Malachi Flynn to come. You know, I, I feel like um, I feel like the Norm Powell loss for the Raptors was big, and Gary Trent Jr. to me is sort of like a three point specialist shooter kind of guy. Where whereas Norm Powell and Malachi Flynn are both uh, more across the board fantasy numbers kind of guys, and and I think that Flynn's defense and, and his overall game. I think the Raptors, God, these kids are so loud at this pool. I think Malachi Flynn gives the Raptors like a versatile weapon, whereas Gary Trent Jr. is just going to stand out there and shoot it. Like, I don't know, man. I, I think the playing time is there. I think Nick Nurse really likes Malachi Flynn. Nick Nurse does, does not like Chris Boucher, but yet Chris Boucher is surviving in that environment. And if, if Nick Nurse likes you, you you're probably going to succeed. What round did you draft Chris Boucher in? I don't know. Third? First? <laughs> hey, he had 38 and 19 there in that round. Steve, I love, your, I love your indignant surprise that the kids at the pool yeah. are being loud. Well, they're far away. They're, they're not even in the pool. They're in the, the lagoon. Uh, yeah, you got to be quiet in the lagoon. They're in the actual ocean. We're taping this as the Hawks-Hornets Sunday matinee is about to get underway, and we have to mention Jalen McDaniels. He followed up his breakout 21-point performance with 19 points, six boards, five assists, a steal, two blocks, and two threes in a win over the shorthanded Bucks. 
now 31% rostered. We know Steve is among those 31%. Are you, Brian? I am not, but as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to replace Mikal Bridges with uh, Jalen McDaniels. You're going to make waves? You're going to make wa- waves with your drop of Mikel Bridges? <laughs> I feel like uh, you, sometimes you hang on to these guys that you drafted, even though their seasons are not fantasy relevant anymore, like a you know Josh Hart or a, or a Mikal. It's time to get someone young like Jalen or, or uh, I guess, Malachi Flynn on your team. Uh, I, you know, Matt and I basically went with the whole pick him up and ask questions later. Just stop what you're doing. Go pick him up. If he, if he, you know, if you're going to cut a guy who's not doing anything for you, it's not going to hurt to pick up Jalen and see what happens. And lo and behold, that's two games in a row. He's kind of gone off. Will he do it all year? He might because Gordon Hayward is out for four weeks. And that, that basically is the rest of the season. Uh, the fantasy season anyway, like he's done. And uh, I, I think Jalen is going to ball out the rest of the way. And he's Jaden's older brother. Is that correct? He is Jaden's older brother. And what an incredible segue, Steve, because Jaden, I think, has been dropped in a bunch of fantasy leagues, actually. Like people kind of got bored with Jaden McDaniels, I think. I'm, I am bored with Jaden McDaniels. Yes. Well, dude, he played. Okay, he played 44 minutes on Friday. He didn't go off, but 11 points, three boards, two steals, and a three back-to-back games with two steals. Uh, like he's down to 21% roster. He's now rostered in less leagues than Jalen. And, and I guess I would prioritize Jalen right now because he's hotter. But I would not hesitate to pick up Jaden if he's available in your league too. I think if he's less him. rostered than Jade. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. I think if you're playing in a minutes league. You should definitely have Jaden McDaniels on your team. <laughs> you know, minutes leagues where your categories are steals, blocks, turnovers, and minutes played. Um, I don't know. He he definitely has a big yeah. opportunity there, but he doesn't have a huge upside. You just gave me an incredible idea for a very abstract fantasy league where it's only a minutes league. No. You just roster guys. And, like, who can compile the most minutes no. over the season? It's like, yes, 42 out of Butler last <laughs> night. No, you have, like, five categories, dude. Minutes, personal fouls, technical fouls turnovers and plus uh, plus minus yeah plus, yeah oh god that would be amazing i would play in that league i would play in that league we are going to let's let's draft that league for next season let's, let's pledge right now we need to figure out a name to call this it can be Bizarro a league or something like that it can be a three-man draft <laughs> all right i want to note i don't know if you guys care but i want to note that darius Baisley is back he played for the first time in over a month on saturday 17 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 three-pointers, and a steal. That's the good news. 9. 9. Yeah, Ryan's holding up 9 fingers. Steve is saying 9. He had 9 turnovers. So that's kind of the Baisley experience in a nutshell to me. Lots of good things happen, and lots of bad things happen, too. Uh, Brian, what are your feelings on this one overall? Yeah, I think he's the sort of guy that um, people forgot about him because he was gone for a long time. And um, I think he could be a difference maker. I don't like nine turnovers uh, from anyone on my team, but I maybe if we're in uh, like a bizarro league, uh, Baisley can contribute there as well. No, I think he should definitely be on your radar. I don't even think. I mean, I think radar is is not strong enough. Like, I don't even care about the nine turnovers. It was his first game back in a month. He's had a shoulder injury. He was really good before he went down. Uh, he was rostered everywhere before he went down. And I like Brian said, he, people have forgotten about Baisley. And like he is a guy 
that if you can go pick him up off waivers right now, it, it, the way the Thunder are doing things right now, Baisley's one of those guys that is going to play as many minutes as Poku. He's going to play as many minutes as Maladone. He's going to play as much as Moses Brown. And he's going to go off because he's a, he is a pure scoring forward. Like, that's what he does. And, yeah, the turnovers, the, uh, nine turnovers will be his season high. Like, he's not going to do that again. He'll have two. He'll have four. But he's not going to have seven, eight, nine on a regular basis. And he's going to score a ton of points and put up big numbers as long as he can stay healthy. Like, I, I think if he's sitting out there, it's that is a free uh, fifth-round draft pick for you to go pick up. Matt, did I leave you speechless? <laughs> well, I, I kind of felt like we were all buffering for a second there, so I decided to just lean into it and just do like a really long pause. So I think we'll just go with it. I was considering your your choice of fifth round for Baisley. A little aggressive. Weighty words. Weighty words you dropped on us there, Steve. I feel like we needed a moment to process that. Dude, Baisley, Baisley before he went down, Matt, can you pull up, pull that up? Like, what what did he do? The month before he went down. I, I mean, he was going crazy. Steve doesn't have internet on his yacht. He needs you to pull it up. <laughs> my computer is actually my camera stand at this point. So, yeah. His yacht router is down. Uh, hold on. <laughs> One second, guys. Stand by. All right. The last month, 12.6 points, 8.1 rebounds, 0.6 steals, 0.5 blocks, 1.63s, but he's shooting 38%. Yeah, that's not really going off. That's not really going crazy. That sounds more like ninth round, tenth round. Yeah, I think we're talking eleventh, eleventh round. <laughs> I mean, pushing. you may even want to draft a Mikal Bridges over someone like that. You might, but I still like Baisley. I think Baisley's going to have a good, a good finish. All right, words that I did not think I would utter at any point this season. I am quite excited about Mo Bamba now. As of this taping, he was questionable for Sunday evening's game with a left left hip contusion. He played through that injury on Friday, had 14 points, six rebounds, two threes, and three blocks in just 22 minutes. Uh, as we said the other day when you and I were talking, Steve, Ken Birch is gone. It looks like Bamba is going to get his chance. And Brian, this is the part where Steve says something about Richie Valens, I believe. Is it Richie Havens? <laughs> <laughs> I get confused. Brian, I get Richie Havens and Richie Valens confused. I mix it up. I have no idea who either of those people are, and I'm a musician. La Bamba. Uh, that was Evans performed at Woodstock. Yeah, yeah. I know these guys now. Um, I, I, was, <laughs> I mean, I feel like the real opportunity in Orlando is for Wendell Carter and Terrence Ross. Mo Bamba seems to be getting 24 minutes a night, and that's enough for him to put up fantasy-relevant numbers. So um, I, could, I can tip my hat to your idea there. That sound like a luke lukewarm endorsement, though, Brian. Lukewarm, a tepid endorsement. Yeah. You know, y'all are making fun of me for for being on a yacht that is actually on the ground and not in the water. Uh, Brian has been on this surf and turf for uh, a couple weeks. He's probably not been completely dialed into what's going on there in <laughs> Orlando. I'm just guessing. You don't just have to talk about a week. You can just say I'm a bongo player, and that's all you need to say. <laughs> Not a fantasy expert. Um, but Mo Bamba has been—he's been playing very, very well. And like Matt and I talked about the other day, his three-point stroke, and he had two—he had two more threes in his last game, right? Three the game before that. Yeah, two more threes. Like he looks yep. good shooting the three ball, and. If he's going to do that and also get rebounds and points and, you know, Wendell Carter Jr., we all know what he is and what he does. 
I, I'm kind of fired up about Mo Bamba. And, and honestly, I was researching for this podcast, if you can believe that. Uh, I, was, I was looking up guys and, and doing some research on my own fantasy teams. And Mo Bamba's available in almost all of my leagues. And he's also, when you look at recent trends on Yahoo, like he's, he's one of the hottest pickups there is. Like I think if you've got a center spot available on your team, you want some Mobamba because the Magic are terrible. They have no nothing else to do this season, but let's see what Mobama could do. There goes another five million dollar yacht. Not a guy to pick up in a minutes league. Not, like not a premier minutes league guy. But <laughs> per thirty six minutes, he's around nineteen points, thirteen boards, and three blocks. So that tells you in like his twenty something minutes, he's gonna do some damage. I, I'm excited about him. Brian, where would you take Mo Bamba in a minutes league draft? <laughs> minutes league? No, he's 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 just a free agent waiver, late season waiver pickup in my minutes league. Barely draftable in a, in a minutes league, dude. I can't wait. I can't wait for the Facebook comments. These idiots are talking about minutes leagues. Like, who plays in that? It's just the start. This is the start of something great, guys. I can feel it. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Dietz & Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz & Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Uh, just a reminder, you can get access to our league, sync to our DFS tools and our betting tools by going to edge-plus.nbcsports.com. Enter the code STU10 for 10% off any subscription. All right. This is the part of the show where we get into... Some quick hitting comments on these players. Uh, I'm gonna start with Isaiah Hartenstein. Hartenstein? I was even list- I was looking it up before. I think it's Hartenstein. Yes, not Steen. Continues to put up some pretty great stat lines for the Cavs. He had 12 points, eight rebounds, six assists, with three steals and four blocks on Saturday night. Uh, he's only 10% rostered, but guys, it looks like Jarrett Allen and Larry Nance might be back soon for Cleveland. I mean, anyone, anyone, any takers on Isaiah Hartenstein? I picked him up last week in a, in a weekly league, and he's slaying for me. But I think this is his wow. his one week of glory with a concussion for Jared Allen. I mean, Jared Allen's the future big there. So it's nice to know he can do it. He's putting up dimes as well. So he's a real player to look out for in the future, but maybe not this year. Um, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I, I'll Steve, sorry to cut you off there. I mean, yeah, I noticed what you're saying, Brian, like he's more than just like a, you know, dumping into the post big guy. Like they're giving the ball at the top of the key. Like he's initiating offense. He's a kind of an interesting, interesting big man there in Cleveland to watch for the future. But I agree with you. Maybe 
you may have capitalized on his best week. And, you know, you said you've been not paying attention, but you that's kind of not true because you nailed the Isaiah Hartenstein pickup. It was the one <laughs> thing I did. Well, you're batting a thousand then because that was a that was a heck of a move. You know, I, I don't really like we're at the point of the season where, you know, are the Cavs going to keep playing Kevin Love? Are the Cavs going to bring Larry Nance back and give him big minutes when they have absolutely nothing to play for. They know Jared Allen. They know what he can do. They, they got him for a reason. We know he's going to be the, the man in the middle for them next year. Do we let Isaiah go out there and just ball out the rest of the way? I, I don't think it's that simple. But, I mean, if you've got, if you've got him, I mean, Brian, you're not going to drop Hartenstein, Hartenstein today. I mean, you're going to wait and see what he does in his next game, right? Right. Especially in that weekly league, which was the only weekly league I've ever been a part of. It's really weird. I, I suckered you into that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, the, I guess it could be kind of like Malachi Flynn, where like you're going to be tempted to drop him, but there could be like that whole second wave thing where he gets, you know, the guys come back for a bit and then potentially get shut down again, and then he's back. Like, is anybody seriously thinking about dropping Malachi Flynn right now? No. He's had an incredible four-game run. Like, I don't... I think you can you can have it in the back of your mind to drop these guys, but until they they pull a Jaden McDaniels and, and play 36 minutes and, and put up four points and two rebounds, you can't move these guys. You have to see what happens because Cleveland is terrible. They're not going to make the playoffs. They can only develop talent at this point, just like Oklahoma City. So I don't know. If I got Hardenstein, I'm holding on until until the wheels come off. Like if you're in a weekly league like you are, Brian, and you've got Isaiah Hartenstein, I don't know if you can play him next week. I haven't written my week ahead column yet, but I, I don't know if K- Cleveland plays four or three games. But, you know, if they play three games next week, I don't know if you really want to start Hartenstein in a, in a weekly league, but I'm not dropping him yet unless I'm picking up a, a stud that I, I really need. This is very jarring for me, Brian. I'm not sure what your experience is, but Steve is usually the most impatient fantasy manager, and right now he's he's preaching patience. Is it? I don't know if it's like the beach air has has done something to his brain. It's the beach air, and it's all those rude children who are screaming <laughs> while in a pool. Um, I was going to say um, the other young Isaiah Isaiah Roby, who uh, you know I think he'll have more of an opportunity than Hartenstein the rest of the year. But uh, I actually don't know if he's um, as good a fantasy player. See, and, uh, Roby's the guy I've kind of lost patience with because he got hurt. And he, I mean, he just hasn't made a splash. <sighs> hasn't made a splash for a while, and I'm tired of, of waiting for him. Like, I, I have more faith in Hartenstein right now. Talon Horton Tucker had 14 points, 11 dimes, three steals, and two threes in 34 minutes on Saturday, just 15% rostered. He's kind of had a, a surge lately. Brian, are you a yay or nay on this one? I mean, looking at his numbers, I should be a yay. I don't think they're bringing the studs back for a while. Um, I'm just frustrated because I grabbed him early, and then I lost patience and dropped him, and then he got good again. So um, I have a personal uh, vendetta now. You have a personal vendetta against Talon Horton Tucker? When I pick you up, <laughs> I expect you to perform. Um, he had 11 dimes the other night, right? Yep. And what do we got? We got Anthony Davis coming back in two weeks. We got LeBron coming back in three weeks. Uh, we, you know, when LeBron went down, everybody thought Taylor Horton Tucker was going to be the guy. Now I have a, uh, 
I've got a jet ski competition going on behind me, and they're very loud. Uh, the nerve of some people, right? Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker was a guy. When LeBron went down, we were all like, you got to go get Horton Tucker. He's going to go nuts. And then he didn't do anything, and everybody dropped him, and now he's going crazy. So it makes sense, and he's a guy that, that you should be rostering in all formats right now. Daniel Gafford returned for the Wizards on Saturday night, had nine points, five boards, two dimes, a steal, and a block in just 17 minutes. It seems like, if you believe what Scott Brooks is saying, the Wizards are excited about this guy. His competition is only Robin Lopez and Alex Len. Steve, what's the Gafford excitement meter at for you right now? Well, if I was in a minutes league, I think I'd target him somewhere around the 11th or 12th round. Uh, No, I like Gafford. Gafford can jump, man. He's an athlete, and... He he had moments with the Bulls where he looked like he was going to be better than Wendell Carter Jr. and Thaddeus Young and just sort of take over, and they just never never let him do it. Um, I was excited about him with the Wizards, and then he went down with a really nasty ankle sprain. Like he can't be a hundred percent right now, but he's close enough that they're letting him play. And the Wizards are the Wizards, and and you know how much longer is Russell Westbrook going to play? How much longer is Bradley Beal going to play? I think Gafford is a guy. If you pick him up now, two weeks from now, you might look like a genius. But it might be a little early. It might be a little early. What are your Gafford-related thoughts, Brian? Yeah, I mean, you got to look at Robin Lopez and Alex Len and be like, there's an opportunity there. His per thirty-six is going to be way better than Jaden McDaniel's. <laughs> So, oh, dude, per 36 has got to be in our league, too, right? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Oh, but then just per, all, the, all the per 36 numbers. That's like a whole that's like a different yes. thing. Like you're doing a per 36 league. That's like a whole different league. We could actually just have a whole league of per 36. Yeah, yeah. That, I would draft Boogie Cousins then. Gafford is a per 36 all star. He'd be a fantastic per 36 league pick. I, I got Boban in uh, round one. <laughs> That would be amazing. That would actually be a very interesting. Uh, I think we'll start the minutes league first, but I'm down to do it per 36 too. <laughs> this is this is both weird and probably a sign that we're near the end of this episode. I feel like I have to mention James Ennis. Uh, Brian, I know you're psyched to talk about Orlando again. James Ennis's last five games, he's sitting around 12 points, four boards, three dimes, 1.8 steals, 1.23s, and 33 minutes a game. You know, Orlando emptied everything out apparently so that they could give James Ennis a ton of run. <laughs> he is 6% rostered. According, like, can I interest you, Brian? According to Steve's according to Steve's rules, that makes him a free fifth rounder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might get you some steals, but uh, I can't see myself uh, picking up James Ennis, the third. Yeah, I, that's fair. I had a magic basketball game on the other day by accident for like two minutes so I realized what was happening. I realized what was happening. And before I turned the channel, I heard the announcer call him James Ennis. And I immediately had flashbacks to you talking about how I like to call him James Ennis. And then I was wondering like how that ever came to be. And I think that Ennis Watley may have played a part uh. in me calling James Ennis, James Ennis. Uh, this, this is the fact that Ennis Watley is still in your subconscious is incredible. <laughs> a guy who played in the NBA when? Like, what year are we talking about? A long time ago, right? Yeah, but I can't remember to take the trash can uh, out to the street on Wednesday nights, you know. Enos Watley 
is 58 years old. Like this dude last played in the NBA <laughs> in the late 90s for the he, former Atlanta Hawk. By Enos the way, Watley, Enos Watley is always he's always just a footstep away apparently. But you know James James Ennis and Dwayne Bacon both like those guys. I. I Think of them as just one-dimensional, like, yes, James Ennis is going to score 19 points one night. Then he's going to come back the next night, have seven points and no other stats. Like, I'm having a hard trouble, uh, hard time buying into James Ennis, but if I've got a bunch of injured guys, I need to drop somebody, and I just need somebody who's going to score some points, I'm, I'd look at Ennis. Steve, you started to say I'm having a hard trouble, and you bailed on it. I kind of like that as a, as a way of saying it, like instead of I'm having a hard time. I am having a, a hard trouble holding things down here on this stationary yacht. That's a balcony of a that's a balcony of a courtyard Marriott, my friend. <laughs> Actually, that's right. That's right over there. It's like right down the street. Last name I've got, guys. Aaron Holiday has 18, 22, and 20 points in three of his last four games. Playing minutes in just the low 20s, so not a priority if you're playing in that format. But just 2% rostered. Hitting the three ball. Yeah, he's been hot. Maybe a chance to catch lightning in a bottle here, Brian. Like, is this going to be a weekly pickup for you? Shaking his head. Hard no. I love the holidays, but um, there's no upside here. He's not a round, round the uh, thing fantasy contributor. I think, uh, I think I'll go with a Gafford over a holiday. You say he's not a, a round the thing? I couldn't think of the word. He's not a round ball stew <laughs> contributor. He's not a round ball stew. Oh, he like, you mean like across the board? <laughs> across the board. Across the board. This is why I only get invited every you, six months. You were having a hard trouble coming up with that phrase. He was having a hard trouble coming <laughs> up with a round across the around board. Um, yeah, Aaron Holiday is available in all my leagues. And or actually almost all of them. I think he's gone in one. And I looked at him and, you know, the, the latest uh, Sports Edge blurb gives him a lot of props for his three point prowess. But, man, I, I, I can't do it. I'm not I'm not I'm not doing it right now. If he keeps it going two more games, I might I might jump in. All right. That's it. That's all I got. Any parting thoughts from you guys? Uh, that was that was the most wordy, scrambled, long winded uh, hot take, quick hit session of round ball stew of all time. <laughs> uh, we went really long on one of those guys. Was that oh, Taylor yeah, Morton? Yes, it was either Hartenstein or Nance. We went like six minutes. Quick hits. Oh, so here's six minutes on Isaiah Hartenstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's fun. Yeah, that Brian, fun. good to have you back, man. We'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, add all these guys to my fantasy teams. I am gonna I'm gonna go across the street to a bar called Tattoos and Scars, and they've got a golden tea machine in there. And I broke three course records yesterday. I'm taking every local off the leaderboard on that machine before I'm done. There's like 30, 36 courses. I'm taking everybody out. Nothing would make me happier than you stepping onto the safely, of course, onto that banister and just doing a backflip into the ocean right now. <laughs> What I, before I go, I have to say one, uh, that I agree with that. But I also want to say uh, the minutes league and the per 36 league are amazing ideas. It, it's like I don't even know how I would approach that draft. Boban would be like, you know, right up there. Yeah, you better start thinking how you're going to approach it because it's happening. Yeah, but where would Bas- where would you take Baisley in a minutes league? I mean, fifth round, right? <laughs> hey, Baisley's a good player. You guys can I, – I know that – 
the numbers for his month before he went down weren't great. But Basley's a good player. He's going to be a difference maker if people go out and pick him up. I really believe that. All right, that's going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. We will be back on Wednesday and Friday this week talking about some more fantasy trends and whatnot. Thanks to all of you for listening. Brian, Steve, thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.